Hideo Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer, and has inspired many into creating a mature art form. That guy, like, he's, he's such a genius, and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know, and he's like, we're gonna make people cry. I'm like, for a video game? And he's like, yep. What, because Kojima is the, the master, he's Kasparov of, of, uh, of video games. And then he goes, he goes, and I go, playing me? And he goes, no, they'll be you. It's not, obviously, it's not story-driven in the sense that we go from A to Z, like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space. It is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of, of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. He is to gaming in many ways uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic boy's ambition can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness, and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima! Hello everyone, I'm back! What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of Death Stranding Podcast. Uh, there are 25 days until the game releases, and I am joined by my wonderful friend, excellent game developer extraordinaire, Nye. How are you, Nye? I'm doing okay. How are you? Very well, thanks. Gosh, it's been like a couple months. We were just talking in the pre-show about it. Um, how have you been? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been about two months, like you said, and I've been, I've been great. We've... Uh, me and my small little team of uh, indie devs, we've uh, we we're making some progress, and I think October is going to be the month where we start showing off some more stuff. So I'm really excited. Uh, I'm also excited for Halloween. Mm. I can't wait until the 31st because I, we might. I think we're going to show a, a lot more of the project we've been working on come Halloween. I'm really Not only that, that. stranding is right around the corner, and I know everyone else is excited. Uh, just as much as I am, so I can't wait to get my hands on this game. Mm. And I know you—you've <laughs> got your own ideas on what you're going to do with this. That's right. I mean, speaking of everyone being excited, that's um, oh, it was already the case because we just know around the world people tuning in uh, to whatever outlets. If it's a Death Stranding podcast, that's great. Welcome and welcome back to listening to the show. If you follow other outlets to get your news about Death Stranding and Kojima, that's wonderful. But on that subject of like globularity, um, yeah, the World Strand Tour. That's the title of this episode, and it is what we're going to talk a little bit about before shifting to the topic that you were wanting to bring to the show today, uh, Nai. Well, later tonight, I'd like to talk about, uh, you know, what, in terms of uh, genre innovation, mm -hmm. what uh, Death Stranding brings to the table. I think we're seeing 
from what the game from uh, the gameplay that we've seen uh, from the Tokyo Game Show and some of the recent trailers, I think we're looking at uh, a brand new genre being you know born right in front of our eyes. Not only that, but I, I think this is. I think we're going to start crossing uh, into newer territories in terms of like art. For example, we live in a postmodern era where we're creating postmodern art and we're creating postmodern media. Well, I don't know if there's a better name for it, but I think this Death Stranding may be the start of the post-postmodern movement. And I'd like to address some of those topics later in the show. There's so much about Death Stranding that has to do with the fact that I'm into games in the first place and I am not like a traditional like gamer kind of person at all I don't even really participate that much in the culture but what and what drew me in is very much like you said there's this post postmodern uh, era coming where spheres are starting to blend together the Venn diagram everything's zoning in onto itself like the the um, the isolated areas of these mediums are quickly rapidly disappearing because everything's bleeding right, right. in I mean the very fact is we like I said at the start we were having a global world premieres um i don't know if it's going to be simultaneous or if it's it's seemingly seemingly a world tour that's what it 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 alludes to but that is unheard of for a video game i I don't think there's ever been uh, now i've been a part of the you know following games media games news ever since you know high school i i've watched every e3 uh since 2011 so i you know i've been following games news media and marketing and I don't think I've ever really seen any uh, marketing strategy like Death Stranding's. It is unheard of. And on the simplest level, look, you know, things often when there's change, there are some under the surface symptoms and then there are some very clear symptoms. So if if we were to be very reductivist and very just strip it all the way down for like maybe, uh, you know, the, the average... Jane or Joe on the street Um, so to see this many uh, Hollywood folks involved with a video game is also like unprecedented so if you want to maybe like if we if you if you were looking in at this and hearing Nye just then talk about this you know very truly earnestly potentially at least we haven't played the game haven't experienced it yet but it truly feels that way in terms of culture in relation to the industry the film industry as well like I I have it's very affirming for me to see that to hear yourself mm. first of all like talk about that um with that idea of yeah this is something uh this is a project that's why i said like you know i was saying in the pre-show that uh, ludens which is their mascot is this figure who is an astronaut and who on a core level that company and kojima himself is like i don't want to do anything unless i'm literally pushing the boundaries and taking right, the right. medium and that's the genres. The Exactly. So, and I actually want to throw it entirely to you with that, because um, we has been a couple of months. We've had Gamescom since, I believe. Then we also had Tokyo Game Show, which I haven't had your take on at all. And I just want to say, in relation to the post postmodern um, uh, terminology we're using, mm-hmm. this idea of so, you know leaving ladders behind and this these trust based mechanics, and go for it. And I take take the floor. So. In terms of the uh, Tokyo Game Show demo, there is a lot to talk about there because we got a chunky amount of gameplay. I mean, and there was so much to sort of take away from that uh, the, those demos. And then there were so many uh, small things and then subtle nuances in the gameplay, like, for example, the, uh, the like-dislike system mm. or the, uh, the boss fights where uh, you can... 
uh, simply sort of like Dark Souls have another player sort of step in and help you out. And then we've got sort of the smaller details like uh, uh, caring for the bridge baby or sort of monitoring or uh, maintaining it. There's that micromanagement they've carried over from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, but sort of managing your equipment, your gear, and then I can't even, I don't even know where to start with the, the hub world. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I'm not ready for but that. That's like, I love minutiae uh, in life. And like the idea that you can just relax in this place. Like that is something straight out of like an Albert Kessa daydream from 2017. It's like, I hope one day the game developers will have the, the courage to just have a simple <laughs> life observation section where you're just sitting and relaxing and decompressing from all that post-apocalyptic nightmare. Yeah, Kojima's definitely got the courage for that. <laughs> but, um... So uh, I like to say that we live in a postmodern era. We live uh, in an era, and for anyone listening, if uh, I'm not sure if they're big on to like uh, artistic terminologies or literature terminologies, but what a postmodern or postmodernism is, it's uh, a critique of the modern movement that occurred during the Age of Enlightenment and the Industrial Era. We had made that transition from uh, sort of didactic and very uh, religious ideas of how the world worked and how uh, we would go about living our lives it was everything was set in stone then and then the age of enlightenment comes the industrial era comes and modernism comes and moderate modernism was basically uh let's examine the world let's uh create uh, multifaceted theories. Let's come up with explanations of how the world works rather than relying on dogmatic uh, practices. And for the longest time, I think it was for about maybe a hundred or so years throughout the age of enlightenment and the industrial era, all the way to the first or second world war, modernism was the status quo. Yeah. And then sometime around the 90s, the postmodernist movement start. And that was basically taking uh, the modernist way for example, the scientific theory or the ideas of what a man should be in society, of what a woman should be in society, of science, art, all of those things came into question in the postmodern movement. Mm. So when we would see, there's a really, really interesting uh, piece of artwork uh, showing, displaying a pipe. I don't know if, I don't know the name of the artwork, but it displays a pipe and it says, this is not a pipe. That's an example of postmodern art. It's it's examining conventional norms and then sort of breaking them down and uh, dissecting them, asking if that social norm uh, qualifies as as well or, or as uh, distinctively uh, intrinsic as we all would like to think, or you know, should we conform to those conventions and? That's postmodernism, but with the post-postmodern movement, I don't know what it's it looks doing, like. It's, it's but doing what it's, it's doing what um, postmodernism did to modernism to postmodernism. Right, right. It's examining exactly. it. It's dissecting it. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that with Death Stranding. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty, it's been called uh, the first postmodern game, mm. and I think the reason being is that it breaks so many conventions from normal video games it breaks the fourth wall it addresses the player it tells the player that they're in a simulation a game of sorts when they are actually in a game 
Um, it goes, Kojima has this way of sort of tearing down the walls of conventions and throwing his own style. And he, even then, back in the PS2 era, he was still. And he's allowed to ways. do that. I need to say this, like, right, we, right. because again, people vote for their money, the consumers vote for their money. So his success is a symptom of our our you know the consumers and the community just have this maybe unconscious we might not be conscious of it but the the very fact that we allow this kind of david lynchian almost experimental person to get to these <laughs> these you know this yeah this, yeah it's the very much the same thing behind twin peaks because we and there, there aren't that many but we do unconsciously oh, we choose these sort of um uh these sort of torch bearers of almost like uh, avant-garde absurdity moving more m mediums forward changing things and it's just an unconscious sign that the populace like secretly even though we go to the marvel movies we go to these conventional things these right, play it right. safe conveyor belt things the fact that we elevate these people and, and give them the tools like playstation stepping in giving him everything to be able to pee on the ground and then create mushrooms like <laughs> you know what i mean like we just yeah. have this thing where we have we 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 want that like he he is a symptom of what the world wants. That's the that's the way con, um, consumerism works. Is that people, but it, it it does. I truly believe that it started with a man defying his programming, defying the Japanese expectation to become a doctor, become all these things, and he just said, "Look, I I want to get into game development." And and he and he him being here as he is now is like he has always been on this path of, and you're right. Like he could be out postmoderning his own postmodernism with Death with um, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Two. I hope so. I couldn't have put it more eloquent than you, man. Um, yeah, and it's funny because you know I, people find it so difficult to describe what Death Stranding is. People find it That's extremely difficult. So uh, you know, if you <laughs> talking to talking to anyone who's never seen a death stranding who's never watched a trailer or seen artwork who don't even know who norman reedus is mm -hmm. right like talking and explaining this game to them it, it's just one of the hardest things you can do yeah but i think that's at its core that's the advantage of this game mm -hmm. because it's very distinctive very uh idiosyncratic because of these uh attributes these qualities of this game i think that's what gives it its identity and not only that but maybe i'm not saying every video game from this point on is going to be all vague and uh, <laughs> um have it was a bridge babies. Interest, i'll say that yeah for sure yeah you know? mm. but i think moving forward i think we'll see games that sort of bring a certain nuance to the table to to draw their audience in rather than relying on this heavy marketing push thank the, you the coca-cola and uh mountain dew uh premier packs or codes on the side of the bottle rather than this sort of this harsh uh formulaic uh what, what did you call it you said it was a conveyor belt conveyor rather belt, than yeah. having this mm. rather than having this just ingenuous approach to uh game design to marketing because marketing in itself can be an art mm. but rather than going at it this way i think we might see a more sincere approach to video game design a more sincere approach to uh addressing your games and uh marketing it to an audience and i think we're going to see that with this well, we have seen it with death stranding and i think we're going to yeah. see it with games in the future too mm. um i'm curious i can't wait to get my hands on this game because i'm curious <laughs> to see 
how those elements are going to work into the gameplay, how the like system is going to work, and how it's going to influence me to play a certain way. I'm, so gonna, I, sorry to interrupt, but I have to ask: Are you going to be streaming it? And like anyone who's like resonates with you, who may want to follow your Death Stranding, like, do you want to just drop your PSN right now? I'm not going to be streaming it because ah, I am okay. very conscious about that. But yeah. my friend Zachary. Okay. And I'll see if I can get some info from him if he, because I know he's going to get the game day one. He's already pre ordered it. Okay. Uh, I'm the heathen of the group. I have not pre ordered Death Stranding yet. Oh, there you go. Well, I if you, if you need a collector's edition, I, I can cut this out. But if you need a collect, they're sold out worldwide. I have an extra one for you if you need it. Don't worry, I, I got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. But yeah, please continue. But yeah, I know he's going to, he, when the game comes out, we're all going to be piling up together and we're going to play the first three hours together. So that's something we're going to do. But I'm not a big streamer. I don't know. I'm, Good, I'm very conscious about that. I'm not. <laughs> In Australia, we don't get luxury. It's just terrible internet here. So um, if you do stream, you'll be streaming on behalf of both of us, you know? Um, I can even awesome. I, I can give you the logins to the Death Stranding podcast um, uh, Twitch, which I've set up uselessly because we can't. It's just Australian internet is truly terrible. No, it really. Oh is. my goodness! So oh bad. my goodness! But that's okay. So, <laughs> but um, what we'll do? We're going to put a little pauser on the. We're going to. I just. I want it to be the bulk of the show. I really do. I want to go into it because you really can, and especially with the birth of a new genre, which this truly earnestly is consistently proving itself to be um just for um timeliness and like sort of capsule history capsule right. sake we will just riff a little bit about um the world strand tour right um yeah 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 let's do this so um the dates officially um which i i was so pleased first of all i what did you what was your reaction when you saw the world strand tour be announced so i thought it was weird because i, I like i said before this is there aren't too many video games that do anything like this so i didn't quite know what to make of it i thought to myself okay well this is going to be some sort of maybe it's a uh maybe like a one of those rallies that you would see in like los angeles where everyone gets together and sort of hold hands or something like that that's what i like literally thought at first but then you know as i read up on it more i this is this looks like it's going to be something very different mm. than this isn't e3 or, or, or gamescom or anything like that this is going to be something completely different and again it, i think it's uh the result of uh, a game like this being so the, its core theme is connection, right? Yeah. Its core central at the at the core of Death Stranding. It's about uh, bringing people together, connecting with people, and I think you know what better way to do that than just a world tour? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It, it's it so seems timely. so obvious, actually. It's so appropriate. Yeah, I actually, can't even think of a better way to go about that than something like this. Yeah. So I think this is. This is interesting. Mm. And then I think it's going to, if I'm not mistaken, the locations are London, uh, New York City. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, go, I'll go from the thing. So it begins in Paris. London is next. Berlin, New York, San Francisco, Tokyo, Osaka, Singapore, Taipei, and Seoul. And then for those keeping, you know, who care about numbers. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, ten hands, ten fingers, right. two hands, the See, hands there you go. of the Look world, hugging the world, embracing the world, and then like joining hands behind the back of the world because you've fully embraced the world. So there you go, folks. Right, and which I didn't know they were doing it in um, uh, Singapore. 
I, I didn't know that at all. I thought it was just a. Uh, they which I thought they were ending in uh, Tokyo, uh, Osaka. Yeah, yeah. But, that's straight from Kojima. So on Twitter and yeah, like um, first of all, are you you're in um, you, which one would you be closest to if you were able to go? I actually would be closest to New York City, and I think the date was October thirty first or thirtieth. So we'll talk about it in the broader sense. I mean, we talked about how, you know, I just cannot recall there being like short of like there's esports events that are worldwide in that yeah, way. But yeah. a tour, I've never used the word. I mean, am I going crazy? I've never used heard the word tour being used. You know, that's not what Sam is doing. Games. Not for no. video games, exactly. So please expound. There's always there's always conventions, right? And then there's always contest or yeah uh like you said esports have these huge tournaments and there's these events like that and then you've got e3 you've got GameSpot or not GameSpot, but GamesCon. yeah uh you've got all these different events going on but i don't think there's ever been a tour uh, okay so when i think of a tour i think okay we're going through a, a museum tour for example you're going through the the art museum you're looking at the art and you know Death Stranding. We can go ahead and say Death Stranding is art. Yeah, so, it really is. I think that's what this. That's what this is. It's an art tour. We're looking at art. We're experiencing art with other people. Mm-hmm. It's about connecting. It's about sharing our experiences with other. Yeah. Not only of Death Stranding, but you know whatever experiences we have, whether it's with Kojima or video games or just whatever we have to share with each other. That's part of being human. Telling telling stories and then sharing those stories with others those experiences and what better way than a death stranding tour it's like you said so appropriate Mm, and and then thank you and like and also the imagery of the hand right so again what did we before we had created any devices you know we had you know in here in australia actually our cave paintings right um they're right. some of the oldest recorded. I think some of the like I, I think Australia possibly does have because we have like apparently one of the oldest living cultures, uh, the Aboriginals. Wonderful, wonderful group of folks, and and they and they mm-hmm. their their tradition is the handprints, right? So before they were even able to articulate, like so they they did obviously paintings and and symbols later, you know, uh, cryptographs or whatever it is these um, figures, but we're really talking about so you have the hand right the hand is the earliest tool with which people explained stories like the shaman in front of the fireplace spreading his hands narrowing his hands and then painting on the wall right so we're constantly seeing this imagery and then in the image of itself because you know you sound like um formerly art trained let's do a bit of symbolism a bit of formal quality so the hand um we see in the in the cradle of the palm is the baby right and so the baby right, in right. the symbol of literally Kojima's tweet. So just as you hold your hand, you look at it, your, you know, from your thumb to your pinky, it creates a cradle, you know, and that's in, when you see that Hawaiian wow. sign, that hang loose sign, it kind of looks like the um, hammock. But well, if you look at your hand, then it's and so what what he's saying, like symbolically here is like we're going to the earliest to the infancy of human storytelling to connection to what storytelling was about, that it was about, um, you know, like we all have our lives that we're going through all of our struggles but things that connect us is the common story of human existence and the human condition and if you tell stories within that especially ones that have that sprig of fantasy to them because i've explained this ad nauseum probably in many podcasts but you know when you have an element if if kojima and again james cameron said this if i made a documentary about the amazon even if it was super uber produced it no one no essentially no one would have gone to see it right but because i made avatar 
which was this like fusion quantum mythic and i use that term because my own thing is the quantum myth is that <laughs> idea of the quintessence of myth the the monomyth he, he basically put all tribal cultures together and just made an outcry for, for the preservation of tribality and like the importance of 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 respecting these first cultures right right, right and so that's absolutely. and all so many causes were able to be like hey like avatar like avatar and people paid attention because when you're listening to a fantastical story your walls melt down and you allow the message in and that's what so not just storytelling but mythic storytelling has the earliest and most powerful place in like the formation of like ourselves as absolutely. a species absolutely so beyond before psychoanalysis before psychology before any kind of entertainment industries we had this and it seems like when he went through what he went through with konami he's like there's that sense of you know people withdraw into the fetal you know people when they've been through trauma they they sometimes assume oh that, yeah that fetal <laughs> shape. Me, yes <laughs> well like norman reedus and the funky fetus like it's it's everywhere in this game that imagery of childhood and rebirth and and, and birth itself and preservation of the child preservation of that connection you know the, the umbilical connection yeah, yeah. to our ancestry to make sure we don't become too disconnected because of technology and that's what sam is afraid of because he's like you covered the world in cables once and it didn't work you know again internet and it's like a cautionary tale that uses the thing itself you know because we're using the internet to connect through death stranding i'll be you'll be freaking all over my world i'll be all over yours we'll be in each other's <laughs> crazy worlds but so what what would you say about like that 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 sense of him being so far into the threshold of wanting to push the medium forward into post-postmodernism, you know, but he's embracing the earliest as well. So it's, he's on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and it's tricky because I think with, uh, you know, he's got such a very, <laughs> a very odd way of going about storytelling, but it's always a commentary on what we have now. And if you look back on, um, which one was it? I think it was... Metal Gear Solid 3, yeah. Snake Eater. Uh, <laughs> I've played all the Metal Gears, by the way. But if you look back on Snake Eater, uh, the main story was uh, it focused sort of around uh, your allegiances. What are your allegiances? Uh, do you you follow the ideals of one person, or is it the the, the broad scope of an entire country? Uh, is it you know the people that you've been with, the people that have trained you, or is it your sense of duty and honor? And that's a narrative that's at the core of Snake Eater when it's surrounded by this very, very odd, very Metal Gear environment, very, very Metal Gear setting. So, you know, going back to what you said about, uh, about connection being the core of a story, I think really what Kojima's trying to do with Death Stranding is not only connect audiences with uh, the ideas of uh, the the baby, the bridge baby, uh, the cradle and the hand, or the idea of preservation. I think really what he's trying to show us as an audience is that we rely so much more on each other rather than the tools we use to connect. Uh, going back to the rope and the stick, we're using the rope to connect with each other, yes, but without the rope, uh, it's just a face-to-face, one-on-one -face, uh, uh, transaction between a human being and another human being. And that's one of the most important things about life is bringing because we're human beings <laughs> we're very social species we can't exist without it that's why we created these huge buildings and these vehicles that's we right. created these vehicles to get 
to other humans. We created these buildings, house other humans. So without all these different tools in the mix, without all of them in the fray, uh, really what Death Stranding comes down to, what the artistry of Death Stranding comes down to is one-to-one, face-to-face intervention or I don't want to say intervention. I'll say, uh, uh, I'll say interaction, right, right, with other humans. Mm -hmm. It's that face-to-face conversation Mm -hmm. that matters with someone else, that face-to-face understanding. And I don't really know how we're going to see games respond, future games, future titles, developers and publishers. I don't really know how they're going to respond to something like Death Stranding when it comes out and it's a big hit because I know it's going to sell well. We don't have to worry about it selling well or performing ill, but other publishers and developers are going to go and take that ethos and they're going to design their games around. So excited to see how this new, I I hear people calling it the strand genre. Uh, Me personally, I think uh, I hope it's not called the strand genre, but I think we find a. I hope we find another creative name for this type of genre of game, maybe a link game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I hope we see future open world games uh, take a page from Death Stranding's book, take a page from Kojima's book, mm-hmm. and make their games uh, instead of huge vast tell. worlds of action and mm-hmm. chaos and what like that. Um, I, I want to see more human interaction, more human sincerity mm. with these types of games, and that's what it's. It, it's gonna. It's sad that it's taken <laughs> so long to, to get a game PS5, like this. If you think about it, because like that's another timely thing which you and I really need to talk about. Is like so nuances. Like as you know, as a human being yourself and myself, like. When we're, when we're looking when we're looking at like for example i saw uh, joaquin phoenix and the joker a couple of days ago i saw it for the second oh, time you saw that oh it's just you need to it's it's transcendent you really need it it's you good, really need good, it in your good. life you must um and i just think so something that really made me realize like facial performance i can tell like maybe this this something communicated non-verbally like being so close to the PS5, I wonder. I wonder whether or not he wanted to potentially delay it so that he could get even more emotion and stuff out of his. Because I know that's what Kojima that's is so about. Mm, he's so about that performance capture, um, and I think PS5 is gonna. We're we're, get, we're just getting so close, so close to the right, point right. where I, I really want people to start seeing things where they're they're playing. And Death Stranding, I really believe, will come closer than any other game. I'm looking at some looping footage now of of you know Sam putting his pack down and. Uh, you know, then that scene with Fragile, which is so touching, you know. Um, uh, and I just want people to be like, wow, to play a game and then to be encouraged immediately to go outside and to speak to people. Like, that's why I, I tend not to vibe with, like, the Fortnites of the world, because that really has that exclusively escapist kind of thing, even though there's an element of quote-unquote Totally connection. understand there. Yeah, right. with, like, the online. But competition and, like, having the, the relationship immediately from the gate be framed by competition and... Uh, opposition and uh, competitiveness like, right and it's such a gamey game you oh know God, <laughs> if you that know, makes sense it does exactly so I'm sorry to have jumped in there but you just gave me that epiphany um, buddy I'll, I'll try and interrupt less I, I apologize no, no 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 you're fine you're fine okay okay but no worries uh, so this is something else I wanted to talk about um, and and we're going to go back to the, the post postmodernism. Yeah, but I feel so Yesterday, I searched up artwork on what post-postmodern art would look like, right? Yeah. Of course, I didn't really get far. I 
brought up a lot of modern postmodernist yeah. art and uh, there was a lot of explanations on what post postmodern could look like mm. i think we i think in terms of the the definition of that type of uh that genre or uh literary term i think it would be more interactive i think i would use uh, death stranding as an example of what that could look like i think we're seeing uh something more that's not necessarily because death stranding is very much so a video game it's got very video oh, yeah. game aspects there uh, the core gameplay loop all the way down to some of the very metal gear-esque or mgs5-esque mechanics mm. but i think what we're seeing here is more of an i won't say interactive narrative but more of an an interactive experience. I know that there's going to be some sort of uh, easy, well, I won't say easy mode, but I know there's going to be like a, a movie mode where players can play the game as if it were a film and they could experience it that way. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who are going to engage in that. But I think if you're really going to grab the cusp of what Death Stranding is trying to do to you and you know, your, the audience that you play with, I think you've got to play it in its default setting. I think you've got to play the default difficulty yeah. or I'm not sure if there is a, a an amped up difficulty or any sort of amplified AI throughout the game. I do. My brother was talking about the game and he said that it looked very, very lonely, lonely game. Mm. And I think to a certain extent he had a point. Uh, when you're traveling around the world, I think that's the idea is that you're feeling alone, is that you're isolated, and it's your job, the, the very uh, essence of the game is to pull people in. Mm. And I think when you're traveling through the world, you're going to see things that players have done, and they're going to let you know that they've left their mark there, and they want you to engage in them that way. And, and I had to argue my brother down, like, no, I, I don't, I, I understand that it looks like a lonely game, like a boring game, but you're missing the idea here. yeah for you to make any kind of arc like if you start connected then you won't want to connect so you have to start lonely at least and then yeah, yeah. you know the idea of the narrative is, is isn't necessarily to like let's just like super duper kumbaya everyone talking and and because in fact <laughs> i think i think the whole i think and and lately especially in interviews i'm not sure if you've seen the game informer stuff he's like up 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 i didn't say that connection is necessarily good i'm just making a game about it so connecting it. in fact <laughs> sam is sam is extremely reticent about you know going building anything resembling connection the way that apparently like at least as far as we as we've been able to infer from some of the dialogue from these scenes is that it was because the world became too connected and thereby because when you become one extreme you become the other in a sense um, yeah yeah too like isolated because everyone was just and that's how like no one was able to rise up and like talk about you know the dangers of what was happening that led to the death stranding and basically i i really see the death stranding as like this metaphorical but also in universe this real tangible thing that happened when people just like like cut cut contact um between themselves and like their their you know this you see this in lovecraft all the time is like uh, the lovecraftian protagonist has to sever that sense of um has to cross those really unthinkably uh treacherous boundaries that you right, that, that, right. A, that a sane man would never cross and and often the the lovecraftian um protagonists are extremely usually they break reality <laughs> that's right they're extremely isolated and they and and that isolation allows and because we're seeing this the mental mental illness that comes from 
you know, being, uh, you know, it's too immersed in the Instagram sphere. For example, if you keep cross comparing yourself with other people, self-esteem, like needless self-esteem issues arise in like young people. Yeah, that, that's so true. That wouldn't have arisen in the 90s when there wasn't this constant feed of like compare yourself to this. And is your waist to hip ratio this uh, like how big is your butt and have you eaten enough like vegan food? And it's like it's this very constant true, barrage. True. And Sam is very much like, hey, and he's, I think, in the dysfunctional other end of the extreme which is complete isolation but kojima's like i want you to think about and he just like he put the 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 question in our hands and made us really contemplate it in his previous games about like what do you think about nukes and what do you think about armament and and us being this armed and this aggressive and you know he really presented these questions so i think um there's even been little teases here and there from kojima that there will be some choice things that throughout the game that if you choose to do certain things like there will be different outcomes like and that very much feels in line so but yeah like i I, yeah and it's so appropriate for that too like you said uh i don't mean to interrupt you no please do it's so appropriate too because i think when we you know when we log in on twitter or and, and i had that problem before i would go i have a twitter account and it's not the biggest you know it, it doesn't get a lot of traffic it's not the biggest twitter account and then i follow other you know, uh, game designers and studios and individuals within those studios and it's so easy to just go out and into the into that hemisphere and just start comparing yourself with others oh do i do i look like that or how can i change my style to match that what's going to draw people in like that guy does and it's so easy to take the negative aspects of Mm. uh of connection and use that against yourself like you said that needless degradation of self-esteem just draw just bringing yourself down for no reason when you know really there are other applications that you could use for that Mm. and it's interesting to see how people are going to take that with death stranding how people are going to use that um i can definitely see someone leading someone off another player off the cliff uh (laughs) yes one of the systems so that would be funny but also could that be uh, i would like to see how interesting of a game mechanic that would maybe you could find ways of uh discovering new locations in the game maybe there's a trust issue between you and other players and uh, there's this crazy scene uh, we're gonna veer off for a little bit i'm sorry but there's this crazy scene in assassin's creed origins Uh, at at the end of the game there's this scene where the main character bayak uh the first assassin uh his he's standing on a ledge and he hears the words of his son repeated to at the beginning of the game he tells his son to jump off the ledge performing the uh the the leap of faith exactly right the eagle thing and he does that to his son and his son doesn't trust him because he's scared and nervous and at the end of the game spoiler alert his son dies Mm. and at the end of the game uh the player is situated not at the ledge where they you know because you're trained throughout the game to jump off the ledge that you see and that lands you in a hay barrel or a stash. Hmm. Well, at the end of the game, you're positioned at a at an edge that's away from the ledge you usually jump from, and your son, this ghostly voice from the ether, tells you, "Dad, jump." And oh, there's wow. this. I remember, you know, saying to myself, "Like, oh, do I jump? I'm not even at the I'm not even at the ledge where I jump." And I did it, and I land in the uh, the. In the, the, the haystash and i thought to myself like wow okay mm-hmm. this is an interesting example of sort of that there's that uh 
player narrative dissonance, the lines there is being broken. Mm. And there's that trust with the character, the trust with, you know, the bonding of you and that character and that character's son, Bayak, or Mm. I forgot the son's name, but you and the character Bayak, and then your bond with Bayak's son, Mm. and that character development is so deep and rich. And I thought, you know, wouldn't that be interesting to see in Death Stranding, where we have players sort of leading other players into these very wonky situations but you know there's this trust issue there are we going to see that with these mechanics are we going to see cooperation being done in a manner where players have to question uh the judgment of other players or is that something i can can i constantly trust the the judgment of other players when i game is that going to be something you know we see in the game and i just thought like that's another example of how genre defying this may be you know there's never been a game like this where you're there's so solve. much of the emphasis on that it's basically taking what hidetaka miyazaki did with the bloodborne and dark souls and really that making that right. so like because that was like a a facet of the world but this is really saying like no this is the main aspect and this is you, taking the next step taking the next step beyond that and you know like Hidetaka Miyazaki when he did that he's like he said he was inspired by do you know what what um, led him to um, come up with the idea for uh, demon souls and like the spawning in each other's worlds and such like I do not yeah yeah so basically he was caught in a uh, Hidetaka was uh, or Miyazaki-san was caught in a, a pretty bad snowstorm this is as uh, reported by Eurogamer when they did an interview. So snowstorm mm-hmm. and um, it was they were on an uphill. Uh, so him in in the traffic and basically the the car at the very front of of this hill started falling like started sliding back down, and it was pushing all the other cars back. You know, and so everyone from the first couple of cars got out and started pushing that front car, right? Uh, actually, no, they didn't get out. They actually like they like one person accelerated the other person accelerated then everyone like non-verbally just like tacitly helped each other out of this situation which would have been very very you know everyone would have been late there could have been an accident all these things but everyone just had this collective sense of like this humanism that awoke duty yeah yeah to to, and then and he's like and and dot 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 and i never got to learn their names and i never got to know who they were but they were there in my in my life they appeared there and they made a huge difference to my day and you know genova chen and matt nava did this with with journey which is you know you enter the world and the first kind of hour or so or 30 40 minutes or so is just you and then in a little blip in the distance you know you cross into a different area and you see another yeah you uh, see another player Mm -hmm. and you never learn their names until the very end where you see their usernames if you want you can turn it off and like never know and um mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's which is the best way to experience journey, I, I, in my opinion. exactly me too exactly and so and so but we do have this thing where you know kojima would have come across those games i'm sure because he's he's got a very light, wide sphere uh that like is this omniferous om- omnivorously just like devouring all this wonderful worthwhile i, I can't keep up with the guy he, he reads like mm-hmm. 150 <laughs> books a year watches 150 <laughs> movies and i'm just like uh you, you know it's a good it's a good bar to, to try and meet if not it's impossible to cross that kojima frequency of like meeting <laughs> yeah that's so, another reason why he's always been one of 
biggest role models growing up. Exactly. Like you have such limited, like, look at your watch, like time is ticking, like expose yourself to as much worthwhile human, beautiful art as possible. And he's definitely doing that. But, but yeah, with Sam, so like we looked at the UI, apparently also you can rename the baby. That was something that was revealed in one of the trailers. You can mm -hmm. call it their customization. Mm -hmm. So you can call the baby what you like, and that'll add that extra, you know, human element mm -hmm. there. And I'm sure, you know, dead man will be like, don't name the baby. Like, don't do it, you know, and then quietly you sort of name him and maybe yeah. <laughs> you never, be, because I'm sure all of your transmissions are like monitored. And so you may like there's an in-universe excuse for not saying the baby's uh, name out loud. And I think that night you and I are going to and the rest of the world, when we play this game, we're going to realize because at the moment, I think some of people's confusion is like, why in this game about isolation is this emphasis on connection? Why is there this whole mechanic where you could simply tell the story without that? There is in a multiverse version of Death Stranding, although maybe not because they could be dealing with multiverses. But for the sake it of this, very much. yeah, for the sake of this, um, you know, argument, there could be a someone might be like, so why didn't he just do it as an offline single player thing where you simply go through this and maybe those scenes are just like the 1990s, the 1997 version of Death Stranding, like. Like, why, why didn't he consider doing... Not only, first of all, number one, I don't think he's capable of that because he likes to be on the forefront. But number two, he also... I, I sense this about him, just like Cameron. He's like, I don't do things just to advance the medium, like, just for that reason only. Like, he, he wants... He, he did this with Titanic. I really... There's, there's so much connective tissue between these two guys, like, if you look into it. So he's like, no... In telling Titanic, like I knew I had to, like I I have a genuine scientific curiosity to go to the bottom of the ocean, and he joked, he jokingly said later, like I kind of wrote the love story to give me the excuse to be able to go underwater to like, to 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 look at the actual wreckage, and like he said, I wrote this giant romantic story and this blockbuster around me, literally just wanting to have the studios fund me to be able to go see the Titanic myself because he loves deep sea diving, but a similar thing right, I think right. with Kojima is that. He saw, and he and he explains this in recent interviews. He's like, you know, I had to go open world with Metal Gear Solid Five. I didn't, and he was very classy about. It. He's like, I didn't quite achieve what I wanted to. It's like, and I'm in the stalls, being like, yeah, because fucking Konami like cut your legs off, but no big deal. Let's not talk about. <laughs> he's always so graceful about that. He never, never blames. And he actually, I think he sent like a letter of thanks of being like, it's been great, it's been real, and thanks for everything that I can thank you for. And then he moved on. Very classy guy. But yeah, he's like. So PS4, it's the swan song. We now know it's going to be one of the swan song games of the PS4, right? And he's like, let me take this tech that is at its absolute forefront, photoreal character performances. We're going to see Mads emoting. We're going to see Norman. Like, it's going to be tear-inducing stuff, especially you're hearing that stuff like the church's song. Like, it's it's all coming together. Did you find that too, Nye? Like, the more we're getting revealed, it's like, can you sort of see a bit of the game in your mind's eye cinema? Like, some of these scenes? Right. Like, Mm. Absolutely. So I see that, you know, like you see, going back to what you said earlier about uh, James Cameron, briefly, I, uh, <laughs> James Cameron's always been obsessed with the natural world mm. and the world around him and making, like you said, uh, he wouldn't, no one would watch a film about the Amazon, but because the James Cameron name is tied on, because mm. that brand, he's made a brand out of his name, people would would easily go and spend money on a James Cameron film, even if it was about ducks or something like yeah. that. And it's the same way with Kojima mm -hmm. because he's, his name is a brand now and that's not you know a bad thing, mm -hmm. but because there's a sincerity there, because there is a, uh, 
there's an expectation of quality that we now associate with Hideo Kojima games. And quality now that and Death also Stranding like is, taking the next step, it's like not just well done. It's like, oh, like, and when a Kojima yeah. game comes out or when a Cameron movie comes out, it's like you're going to see someone give their best go at like having and he says this is like we locked it we have done underwater motion capture nah that sounds absolutely insane like a madman like underwater motion capture and like so we know that that's what kojima does but yeah please continue that's crazy and now that death stranding's on its way now that uh, now that we're seeing more and more pieces of the puzzle come together it's starting to I don't know how anyone else feels, but it's starting to make a little bit more sense. It's starting to look like a story about not just isolation and connections, but it's starting to look like a story about sort of two men with, in my opinion, two men with uh, opposite ideas of how the world they live in is responding to the characters or how the characters are responding to each other in the world that they live in. You have Mads Mikkelsen's, Mads Mikkelsen's character, you have Norman Reedus's character, this jaded, disgruntled figure. Mm. And then even though we haven't seen a lot of Mads, Mads Mikkelsen's character, uh, Cliff, even though we haven't seen a lot, what we have seen from Cliff is maybe an acceptance to the Death Stranding and embracing of it. And I think me personally, I think the story is going to be about the duality between these two characters. Mm. One who's who's pushing away the ideas of a connected America, and then the other who's using the Death Stranding for something a little different. And I don't think it's going to be this save the world plot. I think what we're seeing here is uh, a confrontation between two individuals, two souls coming together, matching it up. I won't say that they're going to have this huge bombastic battle at the end of the game. We might. I'm not sure. But that's not the focus of the game. I think it's the duality between these two characters, how they view the world, how they want to change, how they both want to change and influence the world. And I think the player's in the middle of that duality, that dichotomy between those two characters. I think the player's going to determine you know, what's going to happen. Uh, well, not just the player, but all of us, you, me, uh, people who play the game, uh, anyone who's got internet who's playing the game, or if you don't have internet, playing the game from your, your home and you're not connecting with us. Mm. I think that's going to be the centerpiece of that of that dichotomy between those two characters. I think these two characters are going to have their own judgment, their own separate ideals, and the player's going to determine to choose, yeah, where those ideas are going to go. Very beautifully expressed. And I mean, we're, as long as we're kind of, we're, st- we're on the back end of it, but that, um, that, you know, comparison to, you know, James Cameron, like, so he said in on the press tour for Avatar that like, I want you to, as you're watching this movie, I, I'm not explicitly going to, overtly point to each either side being necessarily like we both know you know no like being connected is healthier objectively it just it is because we are social creatures we invented language specifically to communicate if you need any more clear sign that humans are meant to speak is that i just said that sentence right there and that sentence yeah and that sentence you know we invented words (laughs) because it's part of who we are to connect um but what he is also saying in that one he's like i want you to look at this and you know i don't make it too clear-cut like he he clearly loves the natural world but he's like in presenting this he sees you see people dying 
on, on on the human side and you see him be like how does it feel to betray your own species and he physically truly did like what jake sully did led to all this death from of his own people and like what does that say right and then just like in death stranding we're gonna see so there is this beautiful yin yang you know norman with the darker hair um you know matt cliff with the with the with the lighter hair and then yeah so, but it's interesting because in norman's name is the concept of bridging and connecting and yet he doesn't connect and he doesn't want to and he's we saw in the briefing and then with cliff his name is Cl cliff uh, is the cessation of connection if you think about it in his name but in in his demons demonstrably he is at the center of that cobweb he is he's got the cables coming out of him he wants to connect he wants to keep bb alive he wants to do all these things so it's so interesting that in the nomenclature like a cliff is is a threshold it is like it's the idea that you're at the end of the line you're at the cliff you're at the end you know and hmm. and i've all but also but he's also teetering you know that also means that he's again nomenclature with kojima is extremely intentional extremely intentional and sometimes some oh, yeah. people say comedically on the nose you know but i <laughs> i just think it actually ends a lot of what did you think about that riff there about cliff the cliff riff <laughs> cliff <laughs> the cliff riff. yeah <laughs> i think you've got an excellent way of yeah. throwing in the puns there <laughs> but um oh and there was something else i wanted to talk about yeah. uh not to deviate too far from no, what you asked okay. me but i um i don't know if you had i'm pretty sure you've seen the uh the launch trailer for death stranding oh yeah the one uh, the, the the is that the one the cinematic one that where he drops the case yeah the, the cgi one right yep. um i think that's going to be what sony uses to market the game when it releases mm. but there were so a lot of what it showed was gameplay that we had seen um i don't know if that was the intention or if that you know, if there was meaning there, but a lot of it was from previous trailers that we had seen with Norman Reedus evading uh, the adversaries trying to go for his, uh, yeah. for his materials and packages. And then we saw the large creature with the hand for a face at the very end of the trailer. We saw Norman Reedus navigate the world and stuff. And I thought that, you know, I thought it was odd at first that they had a simple CGI trailer to sort of wrap up what people would be doing in the game and i thought it was funny because i noticed in that trailer usually when there's a launch trailer usually when there's action video games like action-oriented games and they're launching tv spots there's usually combat heavy focus right there's usually guns and explosions like look at the latest call of duty trailer or the borderlands trailer or heck even the the, uh, the Last of Us Part Two. Their trailers usually have that excessive violence, that that sense that the player is going to be engaged in a lot of action, and that sense that uh, the player is going to take control and demand of their scenarios. What do we see in that Death Stranding TV spot? We see Norman Reedus evading capture. We see Norman Reedus exposed to the elements, dropping his luggage, gearing up, traveling, mm. facing an ominous threat at the very edge of the world. I think, you know, that's such a... I think that's a very good... Uh, I won't say examination, but I think that's a, summary, a, a good... Uh, summary right right a summary thank you a summary of what death stranding is but at the same time there's so many elements that are left out and i think that's on purpose i think of course. the narrative and the, the, yeah 
the connection mechanics. I think that's something we have to piece together as we play the game. But the TV launch spot, uh, it just showed me how different they were going and how Sony was taking this game to a, a, a totally different direction in terms of like marketing and showcasing it and explaining it. It's very vague and they're keeping it vague, yet they're showing us so much of the game and there's so much we know, there's so much we don't know. And I think that TV spot, uh, when people see the game and, you know, I, I've talked to plenty of people, plenty of my peers about Death Stranding and they're like, oh, that, that weird game or, oh, I don't really, it's about, oh, they don't have any gameplay. They do, trust me. Mm. But when they see that TV spot and they, you know, they see uh, Norman Reedus sort of navigating the world differently, they see how different the marketing for that game or for this game is. I think people really understand it a I think people will go, okay, well, this is a, this game's a little weird. Okay, this game's got some very, very new things going on here. But uh, I think that, uh, I think that's what's going to draw people in that vagueness. Um, I don't know if you covered the TV spot on your. I don't, we're talking about it now. And like we, uh, you know, I, I think I discussed a little bit of it um, on 65, but, or rather, uh, anyway, it's it's worthwhile to talk about it now. And I, I wanted to say like with that, it was, it's, I think it is 60 seconds. It's very, very brief. Um, it is, it is. But um, so with, with Sony, uh, they have been so uh, like accommodating and very trusting, you know, first of all, as soon as I saw him like pee and then that mushroom came out, like I'll always point to that as a sign of like how much trust Sony has in him because, uh, you know, someone who had had less proven, you know, experience in creating these, again, David Lynchian, David Lynch meets uh, James Cameron is kind of the vibe. Yeah. He's David Cameron, you know? <laughs> he's, he's James Lynch, you know? And and so, but like he has this proven thing of having this absurdity, but it's still being very commercially viable and appealing. And we talked about how I thought that, that that's a symptom of like, even though we are content to very much chow down a lot of like Marvel conveyability things like this, just him, you know, and other creators like him being elevated like that is a sign that right, we that do. Brand. We need like we 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 just prioritize we're like no 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 yes most people like enjoy this stuff but we we doggedly determinedly keep these people in places of creative boundary pushing power right and yeah we need that we do but uh, so but sony as well like they're very proud of their exclusives and i i, I can because i i covered uh, you know i do god of War podcast as well and i i do way too many podcasts i need help um <laughs> uh, but i yeah and, and cory by the way shout out to cory barlock who sent us um you know the oh, great game. great guy yeah, awesome such a good guy he sent us a poster for the show he was such a good guy a signed poster awesome man and matt sophos the writer was like constantly chiming in um and looking forward to the part two but 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 no he um so as i was as i was like chronicling that there was a, a, a short uh, trailer came out called arrow and it was um do you remember that it was the same cinematic style maybe even done by the same studio who did this one cinematic about a se 60 seconds long and is atreus he misses the target but the arrow keeps going and it's yep, this i remember that and it's showing yeah. the different parts of the game exactly and then the arrow eventually hits it hits its mark and it's because you know it's so as a summary for death stranding like so what we see as you see we see him getting kitted up we see him going out um and then but what i love so much is that as he heads out like it doesn't end in in um sort of an action-packed stereotypical yeah, resolution no it's monster just, screaming at the end he's simply standing there looking at what the fuck and that's a very matter because we are going to be doing that when we're playing we're going to be standing there in these cinematics in these story scenes and it is so refreshing after so much play it safe conveyor belt stuff to just go into something that is like oh wow i'm going into something where 
like really fucking absurd shits gonna happen yeah but and i know i sound like a, a broken record no, it's beautiful point, go for it like i said this is this is gonna <laughs> this is an example that's gonna be set for games in the future yes uh game designers game developers studios and publishers they're gonna look at this and they're gonna go okay well what made death stranding successful what mm -hmm. made this successful and even when we're not even playing the game and yet it's fulfilling its purpose, you know, we're more connected now through the Death Stranding tour, the Death Stranding podcast, the Tokyo Game Show, the demos, all of these different events that have gone on before the game's release were. And, you know, we've got this huge community of fans who haven't even played the game. And I think that. Uh, studios like Activision or EA, you know, they're always at the center of controversy. They're always coming up with some new, you know, any publisher or developer, they're, they're always coming up with some new way to get audiences in, to attract people. Some new gimmicks always being presented to us on a daily basis. And I think after the game releases and after it makes its success, I think these developers, well, I don't think I know these developers are going to see these games, are going to see what Death Stranding has done, compare it to games that they've done or projects that they have baking in the oven. And it's just going to change how they engage with their audience. It's going to change. It's going to change how they showcase their game or what they showcase. Yeah. Like it's time. Like this is a herald. It's like, it's like Kojima's like, it's like a, Oh, okay. Ready? I don't know if you're sitting like sitting down for this, but like, and I, I'm not, and I'm hyperbolizing. It's just because I'm genuinely stoked when I make these fucking connections. So, so Luden's the fucking astronaut, right? Like, mm -hmm. like their mm -hmm. mascot. What is it? He's he literally is a is a he's bearing a standard, and it is in the intro of this show. And I just made this connection. I can't believe it. I'm 66 episodes. I never made the connection, <laughs> but he is a standard bearer. This like, you know, you've heard the intro to the show. He says, uh, Guillermo del Toro is like, he's a standard bearer for the evolution and maturation of this game. And he's waving that flag. And that's sure. It's a bit on the nose in terms of a symbolism, but he's like, fuck, like someone needs to do it. We need to, we need to evolve past. We can't just live in Fortnite. That's right. Someone forever. needs to do it. Yes. And, and nigh like the nyes of the world who, uh, you know, who recognize that. And I, and I very much resonate with that and makes you very kindred to me because it's why i started the show uh and it's why i have any lens like i will triple <laughs> i will quintuple underline this like i do not like care about video games pretty much at all outside of their evolution <laughs> and and their their capacity as the most lifelike medium we have artistically like both games and life require your active participation for them to be yeah it's they are. truly a revolutionary medium yeah, and you know this is only going to further that and it's going to do more than just further it it's gonna it's it's again tearing down those walls tearing down the the conventions of what we have now in games Absolutely. and just giving us something completely new that's going to draw in people who don't play games people who don't really care about games people oh yeah who, and it's gonna it's gonna draw them in. If they don't play the Death Stranding, at least they'll know what it is. At least they'll experience. They'll have some yeah. form of experience with it. And that's why you mm -hmm. hire someone like Mads Mikkelsen. So, and you know, because Mads has been in like everything from Marvel movies to, you know, Star Wars and like Norman Reedus. You know, is ubiquitous with with TV. It's the most one of the right. most longest running. So he, he and th that's he he might resonate with those people, but you know, he's long had friends that are actors. He's been friends with JJ for ages, and but there is like he still hadn't really. And like we've had actors, we had Jean Reno, freaking hell, you know, the actor who played uh, you know um, the professional in Leon. Like he was in Onimusha three in two thousand and three. 
Like there has clearly been this this precedent, this connection with like trying to blend the spheres of cinema and you know his efforts, especially with music as well. Can you see how much a music element is part of Death Stranding? Like the album, you know, he wants that album out there, Timefall, and he wants to bring. You know, obviously, you've got Norman waving that TV flag, you know, and he's very proud of that. And, right, right. You know, but and then Mads with the cinematic and and Margaret, you know, from TV in between us and movies as well. And uh, shout out to Tommy L. Jenkins, like the legend that you are, you know, both TV and films <laughs> and um, Darren Jacobs as well. Like and he directed his own film. So so which is called um, Blind Date, by the way, really, I'm going to check it out soon. Um, But so and, and you want to check that out myself. Yeah. And fu- and fucking I'm sorry, but Nicholas winning reference. I think he's. I, I'm sure he's an Oscar nominated and then fucking fucking Guillermo del Toro who is an Oscar winning director Come on. you know what I mean <laughs> so if if you needed any clearer sign of a of a of a herald or a standard bearer this is how it is in the terminology of the medieval times like there was a herald there was someone who held a flag and said we're going forward we're into an into a new whatever like you know you see it in those old oil paintings about for, foraying into new lands like there'd be someone with right, a damn right. flag going ahead of the troop that discovers literal new territory and you know they plant that flag on the different planets you know we did this with with the moon you know and so he has all of this in him and he has set it up literally from the core outwards with every action he's making it that like and i like when you introduced again i need to just give you so much props dude this is one of my favorite episodes of the show like ever because we <laughs> we entirely gave we we gave the the whole show this platform uh, we, we we made the episode this platform to purely discuss like this is a real thing and and i want to ask you now in your personal life have you had people outside of the sphere of video games be like what's death stranding like who's why, why is norman reedus in this or why is have you absolutely. had that absolutely exactly right so it's working absolutely it is working very much very well mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh my god i can't and i think i've had the same amount of people who, you know, ask me what this game is. I think there's an equal amount of people that I've just <laughs> come up to randomly and, you know, ask them, hey, you know what Death Stranding is? Have you ever heard of Death Stranding? You play video games, right? You, you, <laughs> you ready for Death Stranding? And you'd be surprised the response I get. I think, um, I, I, what was it? I was in a, um, oh God, what was it? There's this place called check it check it i think it's a taco place in the nearby city that i live in check it i think (laughs) and i was there and i was just eating tacos and i heard anytime there's like a group of people talking about games i sort of you know scoop my way there and say oh hey what are you guys playing i in somehow some way i managed to bring up death stranding like i always do and you know these I get so many different responses, but <laughs> when I was at Check It, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Death Stranding! I can't wait to watch Death Stranding or play Death Stranding." <gasps> no way! Yeah, That's I can't incredible. wait to play it. No way! This is so great. There's so much going on. And then the funny part about it was, I would hear people say, "Oh yeah, I know what Death Stranding is. I can't wait to play Death Stranding." By the way, is it a movie? Is it? A, oh, is so it some good. sort of interactive movie? And I go, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> but. And, and you know you, it's I don't brand new dude that's why there's this confusion that, people but... were confused it's like when there's something brand new and then like you know Kojima even said is like I don't think he, he says he he trademarks Strand Game and everything it's like literally I created the genre because I was having a hard time explaining it to people so it's like okay fine it's its own genre okay happy now because when he would try and explain it people didn't understand you know this idea of this leaving of gifts between realities and Nye this might even be one of the teasers I want you to do the ultimate teaser at the end but my pre-teaser to your, to your show ending teaser because we're after 
to the hour now is I truly believe, buddy, is we're going to see an in-universe explainable uh, reason for why um, we see these ladders being left around. I think, I truly believe there's going to be a multiverse component to Sam. Yeah, I think right? so too. We are going to be all these multiverse selves of him. Mm, there you go. So, but what would you, because we're, 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 we're tailing off the show because uh, I have to head out. I've got a tattoo appointment actually. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, if you want to leave the listeners with anything for also dive into your tears, but also like leave them with um, uh, your contacts. And so people can follow what you're doing online. Go for it. What have you got for us? What have you been keeping in store? What would you like for the listeners to like ponder as they're like heading home on their bike rides, etc.? <laughs> well, I think because we death training is just so much about this training. So um, really, I, I want to see. I, I do want to see what these ladders are all about. I want to see why these ladders are being left behind mm. in the world. I think there's going to be some sort of multiverse element to Death Stranding. I think there's going to be a... Uh, we may or may not see multiple Sams. Or I think when we encounter other players, they may be their own customized variation of sam's and it's got something to do with those ladders i swear so you think does. we're actually gonna meet other see that's a tease you think we because because kojima so far has said like we'll never really meet anyone else but but to a degree like i really am fascinated about the idea of like how will i come across like nice sam and we hear the different voice you know in those gamecom trailer we see we hear sam yelling out with a different when voice yeah, yeah when he's yelling yeah oh dude that is an insanely good tease. Like, well done. <laughs> and then, you know, when you think about it, the hub world, like, you know, how is that going to integrate itself? Because, you know, Sam can have these nightmares and with the with the, the bridge baby bashing its head on the glass, like, that's some haunting shit. Yes. So maybe that's going to, are other players going to be able to leave things behind in our hub world with us or give us items? Uh, more, maybe it goes, for, maybe it extends further than ladders maybe it goes as far as you know maybe we'll be able to leave things behind inside of a, I think so. uh, the hub that they have or give them gear or you know just help them customize their sam to look like mine or ours yeah. it, i want to see where that goes so good so good dude well we do have to tell things off i got a dash but dude it's it's been an absolute pleasure where can the absolutely people... thank you and you're you're definitely got to be on it as many episodes as you like for sure if you like this timing <laughs> um where can the people find you online and, and sort of uh, keep up with what you do well, uh, as I stated before, I am still hard at work, me and my small little team, on our game. Uh, we're going to have something very interesting to show you uh, by uh, Halloween. So if you want to keep up with some of the spooky, sneaky stuff that we're up to, you can follow me at Nye Summers on Twitter, or I think on Twitter it's Nye A Few Trades. Now I think I've changed it, yeah. but... Uh, Nice summers or nigh a few trades on Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram. It's it's nigh the game dev guy on Instagram. I love that you. So love to see you guys there, and uh, we can definitely be back on the show and talk again. Sounds great, and feel sure feel free to like extend the invite to the rest of your team if they want to chat about stuff. And I will send you the full list of. And don't judge me, but I actually have things set up for basically do not judge me now we're good friends okay don't okay, you laugh okay. don't laugh <laughs> i have i have um 40 f like four zero podcasts that i've um got I ideas for so it's crazy um but that sounds great but you, again remember like the stranding symptomatic and i'll just say this it's like so kojima 
connections, right? I love making connections. That's why I resonate so much with them. So if you're aware, and, I'm, and I think I messaged you about it, so Last of Us podcast, right? I met these two amazing mods. So um, Voldsby, Catherine and Anne-Marie. And um, I just could sense that they had an amazing alchemy together with talking about it. I was like, guys, you guys need to host this show. So I put them together and I'm like the third host. But my eventual idea is to kind of slowly creep back out and just be like, OK, that's it. You guys have connected. You, you're yeah, the host. Of, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I love doing that. So um, so a couple of teasers. So, you know, Legacy of Kane, that's that game series. Soul, yes, Soul, I do. Soul Reaver, I, I have Legacy of Kane podcast now. We're going to start that one up. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And they're Sounds all gonna, great. Exactly. So they're all going to be on the main channel. Uh, and until, because Death Stranding podcast wonderfully got like enough people to support. It's just the hosting cost. If you want it to have its own feed, just head over to patreon.com forward slash um, uh, Death Stranding or also patreon.com forward slash Albert Kessa. Night, you must tell me you have a Patreon, please. Like we need to send you. We uh, come currently on now. do not have a I'm Patreon. So, uh, we are you've betrayed me you've betrayed I know. me <laughs> it's just that we don't want when we're making our game we don't want to right. set up anything okay. unless we have something tangible humble 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 okay well um i want you to sign a gofundme petition which i'm going to be setting up after this show to threaten nai to start a patron i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding but um so can you reveal the name of your pro of your game is that revealed so far or not yet so i on my twitter i have the name revealed <gasps> oh, okay. There's a little teaser there, so make it's sure to on, head over to, to Nye's Twitter. Yeah, it's on my. Uh, it's actually on my profile account itself. But the uh, the game's called Angel Dare Me. Oh, and Angel Dare this Me. This Halloween. Yeah, this that Halloween, sounds like a freaking David. That's like Fire Walk with Me. That sounds David Lynch. Fuck. <laughs> that's actually what I was going for. Like yes! I love Fire Walk with Me, <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, God, if I could name this game Fire Walk with Me, yeah, I would name it that. But I can't because, it's you know, just as cryptic. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. And um, there are rumors of a season four. And if you um, pop over can't to um, pop over to Instagram.com forward slash Twin Peaks podcast, guess who claims that? Like, it's it's free Ooh. real estate, man. I grabbed it. Ooh. Why not? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, okay. that? <laughs> it's free real estate. Um, buddy, it has been an absolute pleasure as always. It's always an even better episode than last time. Dude, take care of yourself. Um, absolutely man a great pleasure and folks until next time tomorrow is in your hands see the sunset the day is ending let that go there's no pretend I'm just doing that nowadays. I'm just like t tailing it off. And do you have any other? Do you have a sign off you wanna? Any of the little taglines? I can just like um, edit it in. I, I can come up with one on the fly. Uh, uh, there you go. Go for it.
Let's roll out. Yeah, nice. Stay connected, bitches. <laughs> Form significant human connections because all that we have is each other, motherfuckers. Bitches. <laughs> all right, Betty. I gotta go get um violently um uh like prodded with needles right now. But love you lots. That sounds fun. Take care. All my hugs to the team. Best of um yeah, best best of everything in the next few weeks. Yes, we'll catch keep up. up. We're gonna we we've got so much we're gonna show you guys. We're ready. We're ready. Ready. so stoked and uh i'm gonna edit this out but yeah get ready for new york buddy oh teaser oh yes let's do this all right, all right <laughs> well, you take going. care for sure man for sure yeah i'll see you there we'll, we gotta manifest it we really do okay we will keep in touch all right man you too take it easy bye bye <laughs> bye 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 hey what is going on my friend Hey, buddy, it's been a while since I've talked to you. <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe two months, probably. It, I think so. It has been that long, and the show has just been growing, and everyone's all excited because we're getting really, really close. <laughs> that's right. That's right, dude. But how have you yourself been personally? I have personally, I've been fine. Uh, last, I think it was maybe two weeks ago we were supposed to have a uh, a show yeah. together but i got caught up in some some family affair but it's all sorted out and i think i'm back on some stable grounds now it should be great. hopefully uh, nothing yeah. too serious like in terms of like family health i think i hope everything's okay yeah yeah um my brother he doesn't really live with us he lives out of the state so oh. when things come up we've got a yeah we've got a we've got a run to to, to the other state uh, south carolina oh. in north carolina okay and we've got to go down that way and see what's up there if there's any problems you know help him out a little bit but Excellent. it all gets sorted out at the end so that's good that's really good to hear man no, I'm, and, and like best of best wishes to your brother and everything for sure absolutely thank you thank you so much no worries man no worries um i'm happy to get started whenever you're ready um actually how's my mic am i too loud is my there any disturbances sounds good take one my mic sounds good tech three. Oh, sorry that's that's me with the lonely island that's you I, yeah. I, I just felt i just felt very white just then oh man i miss <laughs> i miss this so much those videos used to make my yeah that's the only reason i got through high school yeah i had um what is it the cool a dvd of cool runnings oh you know? yes that's <laughs> murder that, she that wrote only way you make it through high school <laughs> too good uh, no. man you got good taste thanks man thanks. but uh yeah yeah but uh before we get started i just wanted to uh i, I know it's uh making a big, a big announcement to... big announcement yeah 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 i know i know <laughs> i wanted to um i wanted to for death stranding there was a topic that i wanted to bring up on the show uh i think i don't know if i posted that on the on the chat or not i can't remember if i did but uh it was uh I wanted to talk about a sort of uh, postmodernism and post-postmodernism with Death uh, with Death Stranding. Uh, we've seen a lot of gameplay as of lately, and I I wanted to see if there's a if we were seeing a transition in terms of genre, if we were sort of making that evolution, or was this going to be some sort of new norm for uh, open world games? True. So if that's I don't know if that's a segue Absolutely. we can go into. Absolutely. That is literally my mind 24-7 is dwelling in that mm. idea of Death Stranding being a threshold endeavor, right? So Kojima kept yes, yes. Uh, in iterating to us during the early development all throughout actually that this is something where that's why their mascot is an astronaut, 
astronaut because they want to set forth into literally new frontiers with the medium itself so they committed to that on like a mascot level on a core company policy level core company ethos and mission level um so that is one thousand percent the most relevant discussion so look at you trying to maybe like oh i don't know albert maybe we can talk about this (laughs) like this central premise of why i fucking love this guy in this game yeah it sounds perfect man i would love to center the um and if yeah i would i'll I'll throw it to you and i'll just be like so nye has this subject he wants to discuss and i'm Mm. fully behind it and i'll just throw it to you in the show how's that absolutely oh and one more thing before we get started um in regards of the last of us collector's edition i know you want that it's all good i sorted it out buddy i sorted it out i figured it out i made i made stuff happen for myself for once in my life i was i like i stepped up I'm, I'm, i'm making a big thing of it i just i got it on amazon I, I somehow like I did it. <laughs> now, hey, now Ryan, I have no problems getting Aww. that sucker and sending it your way. No, no payments or anything or oh, compensation dude. required. Well, well, the the issue would be like actually, I might even um, chat to you about it because at the moment I have this really expensive forwarding service. Um, so man, like that would be rad if you could like, we'll, we'll talk about it cause we're, that's February next year, but that would be so mm-hmm. good. And, but I do not want to put one like ounce of pressure on you. Um, oh, no, no expectation. No, no, no. And, and if you were able to then like it's extreme gratitude together with, I won't be able to, cause I know, cause you'll be sending it from your address or whatever. I'll just immediately be sending you back. Cause I have like art that I make and like, I'd send you back some gifts. It'd be, it'd be a good time be a good time <laughs> sounds great i can't wait to i can't wait till then Mom. but uh yeah let's get started let's do it let's do it buddy okay have a good show and, all right and three and two and one